humans of the internet, welcome to episode 71 of the PlayStation Report. The best ear milk on the web. I'm one of your nipples, Frank, alongside Tyler, who was also a nipple. Hello, my name is Tyler. Um, and, uh, no, we're not. We're not going to. We're not going to reference the technical difficulties we were having before we started the recording. That's not going to happen here. Frank sounded like a completely different person about ten minutes ago. Well, it was very, very scary. <laughs> you know, sometimes I forget to turn off my voice changing software when I work for Anonymous. You know, I, I that's what I sounded like. Yeah. Or maybe that's your voice in real life. Maybe it is. Maybe I changed it to actually sound like what you're used to hearing. Yeah. And like secretly by yourself, you're like, I'm going to play some Divinity Original Sin today and I'm going to beat it. I'm going to, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, go outside maybe. Probably not. (laughs) Oh, boy. Been a week, man. It's always been a week. We, we do these every week, so we should probably get used to it. But man, yeah. I'm just beaten down and tired. Yeah, I'm ready for the weekend. Fuck, oh, yeah, fuck this week, man. Thing is, the okay, I guess the semi good thing this week that's happening is that internet is completely going out at work, so mm. we can't actually get work done. That's good. But there isn't much work to be done anyway, so <laughs> it's kind of, I don't know, it's its just weird, like, everyone's just standing around the office chatting and shit, mm-hmm. and I'm just there reading my Witcher book. Yeah. Income work for me. I, you I'll know, give you, I'll fucking get you, bur- I'll pay? give you burritos for lunch. Does it pay? Yeah. Eh, yeah. I'd say. Well, what kind of work will I be doing? Um... Hmm. You could. I, I'll show you how to draw shapes that are colorful. It's real easy. I can, already, can draw. I can already do that. Colorful shapes on Google Earth in patterns of Ooh. buildings. Okay. Okay. Now you're getting somewhere. Yeah. That tell you stuff. <laughs> oh. That's all right. Oh, stuff. I like stuff. Yeah. Sometimes at work I color just without the crayons and shit. Mm. It can be pretty cool. It's, it sounds like a it's job. Riveting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a jobby, jobby job. Speaking of internet going out, that was me last weekend. My internet was out from Friday night until very late Saturday night. Well, that's so I had sucks. no internet. I planned on beating Crash 2 and playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts and also that Splatoon 2 thing last weekend. None of it happened. Mm. None of it. So, yeah, that sucked. Fucking Mother Nature knocked it out, but we were, like, the only house in our development that had it knocked out, pretty much. Oh. Like, that sucks. Yeah, I... hmm. It's okay. I was able to. I was able to corral and play some things this past week. Yeah, you, you played. You played some things. Would That's, you like to hear of those things? I, I believe here on the PlayStation Report we do talk about games we we've played, and you know I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you run away with this. What what have you been playing, baby? Yeah, I 
have I finished Crash Bandicoot 2 Cortex Strikes Back and it was a grand old time that is a very fun game I love how challenging that game was and because uh, yeah I just I forgot a lot of that game but also like it's weird because I feel the game ramps up in difficulty around the third or fourth warp room and then the last one is just really fucking easy for some reason. I'm like, it's kind of weird. And then the last boss is a joke compared to all the other bosses. Uh, so that's that. I like Crash 2. I think it's a very pure and fun platformer. Uh, and I think it has a nice challenge to it. And it has pretty damn good level design. Like a lot of the levels are actually pretty damn fun to get through. Um, it's a blast, honestly. I, I think if you get Crash Insane Trilogy, Crash 2 is honestly the place to start. Mm, all right. Because Crash 1 is just a little too little too hard, but it also has a total like bullshit factor to it. Crash 3 is fun, but it's really easy and kind of gimmicky uh, at times, but it can be very, very fun just to play through. But Crash 2, if you're looking for a pure fun platforming experience that's that's where it's at man in my opinion have you played any in the crash insane trilogy recently uh not recently i i'm hmm, i'll talk about what i've been doing after you're you're done all right um and then the only other thing of significance i played was the destiny 2 beta i did not play it so how about you expound on what your experiences with the destiny 2 beta yeah so it's really bizarre because I feel like they didn't really put it out there that much that you could actually download this thing like a week ago. Um, but, you know, downloaded it. They don't let you create a character in the beta. So I don't know how, you know, much more robust a character creator might be. And it basically you just choose one of the three classes and that's it. Um. I chose Titan at first. So it starts off literally basically the beginning of the game. You play that homecoming mission that they showed off at the reveal event, NE3. Uh, that mission's fun. It's really, really cool. And then this was the basically my first experience with Destiny 2, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. So I'm going through killing shit pretty cool battles they give you an exotic weapon in like two minutes pretty much which i find funny you know because most people didn't even get an exotic weapon in the first game and now they're just they're going to give you one right away i got sweet business they Mm. still have amazing names to them which is cool um and you need to go to the tower plaza to fight with Zavala. And the tower plaza is just the main area that you would always land in for in Destiny 1 at the tower. And I get there and something's supposed to trigger, but it didn't trigger. Mm. And I'm just killing Cabal over and over and over again. And Zavala's there. He's fighting. He's doing shit. But nothing's triggering, and I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Uh, so after a few minutes, I just crashed it and restarted it, and then it finally worked. And I restarted as a hunt as a hunter. I'm going to play the main game as a warlock, so I'm like, I'll just try the other ones out. Um, 
I like the new subclasses for both uh, the Titan and the Hunter, except I feel they are very similar in that, you know, the Titan whips his shield out and you start beating the shit out of dudes. Uh, The Hunter whips the fucking spear out sort of thing and you start beating the shit out of dudes. I'm sure they have their differences when you actually dive into them. I didn't get a chance to do that. You know, obviously you can't really unlock new abilities or anything in the beta. So I'm sure there are differences, but I thought that was kind of kind of disappointing. You know, the the warlock one actually seems to be different because he can like fly around in the air and, you know, do a little bit more strategically and stuff. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that opening mission is really cool. It has some pretty intense fights. Um, and it honestly has more storytelling throughout with other things and just little tiny animations from other characters than just about anything in destiny one it is the opening mission to destiny two so i'm not getting excited and saying fuck yeah this story is going to be amazing it's going to be an amazing campaign i'm not going to say that at all until i play it mm-hmm. um because i will say the opening mission to destiny one i thought was pretty cool it had some good atmosphere to it and then you know it all kind of fell apart from there so they haven't really shown us too much beyond this point, so I'm not going to get excited at all mm. about the story. Um, but I thought it was cool, and the cutscenes they showed were cool. It, it establishes some cool stuff, and it could be good if it's this quality throughout. Um, but shooting is tight. The shooting is as fucking good as ever, and I very much just kind of got a smile on my face again as someone who played a lot of destiny one and enjoyed it for the most part uh of like yeah you know this is coming back and i'm excited to play through new content but i will say it's destiny man like it's it's fucking destiny. I went through the story mission at the end. I got something cool. I play the strike at the end. There's a chest for me. I got something cool. You're shooting a lot. You're, you're trying to level up. You're working as a team. It's destiny. There's nothing, you know, at least in the beta, I felt there was nothing truly new or revelatory to destiny. So if you didn't enjoy destiny one, Maybe this will be a, still a good jumping on point, but just know that it's destiny. You know, it's mostly about playing with friends and getting looped, you know, and that's probably what it's going to come down to. But it has very good uh, shooting and the strike, the inverted spire that they let you play during the beta, I think is one of the best strikes that they've ever made. And Bungie just keeps getting better and better and better at making strikes. And the last boss fight is honestly fucking difficult. Uh, and <laughs> my team failed two or three times, I think at it, but eventually at the end we got it and got some cool stuff out of it. Felt rewarding, but like the floors disappearing the whole time and there's just enemies coming at you left and right. And, at one point, you know, he's smashing the, the ground and basically he's p- turning the whole platform into like fire and sending you flying if you get caught in it. Uh, so you really got to be on your toes. But then at one point he ends up just like seriously sprinting around the platform, like just shooting fucking everything at you that he's got. It was a pretty intense boss fight. And I thought it was cool, man. Uh, and then the only other things there's control and countdown and i thought the two maps were cool 
they're a lot smaller since it's now four v four. And I liked, I, I'd say out of my, besides a strike, I really liked the new uh, mode countdown. It's pretty intense. It's very quick, uh, fast paced. Um, it's basically search and destroy. So it's either you eliminate everybody on the other team and win the round or you plant a bomb and win the round. However, what makes it as intense is not only its speed, but because there's only four of you and you have two points to cover. So you really don't know what's going to happen, but you can plan things out. Like I, my team was losing, but the other team just needed one more round to win. You could tell up at the top, all of them had their supers and we got demolished the last round. So it's like, there's a lot of strategy and teamwork to it, which I thought was cool. And then control the points just went back and forth so quickly that you're really going to have to work with your teammates to try to, you know, defend and hold, you know, at least two points so you can get a bonus point every time you kill. They got rid of the whole, when you get a kill, I think it was a hundred points or whatever. And they actually don't even tell you your score until the end. It's a very overwatch like thing. Like I'm trying to pull up my stuff and you know, I, I don't even know how good I'm doing, but so if you get a kill during control, it's one point, but if you're holding two points, you get a bonus point pretty much and stuff like that. Uh, I forget what it's first too, but you know, I thought it was cool. I I'm, pretty sure i'm going to play a lot of the the pvp of this game i'm excited to see what else they have um but yeah i played a little bit of all that stuff and then i deleted it mm. i don't need to play this game anymore until the game launches because it's destiny i got a feel for how some of the things are and i'm ready to i'm ready to dive into it at a later time but there's like new sort of abilities. I thought I, I didn't get to use the one for the Titan, but I thought the one for the Hunter that they had was just fucking stupid. Like you kind of just dash to the side or whatever, but it didn't even seem that useful. So I don't know. I what I saw from like a few I like popped into a few of my friend streams who happened to be streaming it. Um, and apparently that dash to the side works like McCree's dodge roll where you reload. So that ah. could be a useful thing. OK. Yeah, that that would be good. Actually, now now that you're saying that, it could be useful. It was cool. It, I will say the one thing about the game is, I guess because it's not on PS3 or 360 anymore, it is fucking beautiful. And I thought mm-hmm. Destiny One was just beautiful. You know, regardless, they did a great job with art direction and lighting and all that stuff. But this game is such a step up visually to me. I think this would be a very impressive game to have on a on a pro. How did you feel about the loadout balancing since they changed the way loadouts work where you now have two primary weapons and kind of like a special weapon or power? Yeah, I I'm not sure how I felt about that because sniper rifles are now power weapons. So you're going to be pretty low on ammo for sniper rifles a lot. Uh, That's just something that I'm going to have to just dive into a lot more but it does have a different feel and i think it can really change stuff up because now when you're playing multiplayer and you know that you know the heavy uh ammo is about to spawn you know it might you might be getting it for a sniper rifle instead of a machine gun or rocket launcher or sword like in the first game you know there's different types of weapons now that you'll be getting that ammo for um i was running around I had a the sweet business that you get as being a Titan is basically a gigantic fucking 
machine gun that just gets uh, quicker the more you hold in the trigger and it has a huge clip and everything. It just fucking wrecks. Uh, so that thing was pretty cool. And I ended up getting a hand cannon called the Sun something. I'm totally blanking on its name as, as the Hunter. That thing fucking demolished it as well if you got some headshots. But I'm not good with hand cannons in Destiny, so I wasn't too hot with it. But yeah, I mean, it's just something... I'll have to see when the game launches for sure, but it definitely has an effect. All right. All right. I'd say, uh, but yeah, I have hopes for it, but I'm just saying, keep your expectations a little bit in check because it is destiny. But if it's, you know, building upon the good things that they eventually start to put into destiny one with a little bit, of a better campaign, maybe more to do in the open world. You know, I think that could turn out to be a a good game, you know, game of the year. I don't fucking know who knows, but so far, you know what I played, I enjoyed, but I wasn't fucking blown away by, if you know what I mean. All right. All right. So, yeah. So that's your, that's your destiny Two beta impressions for you. Children out there. I'm excited for it. I mean, it's not not that far away. A little over a month, hmm. September 6th. So, Ooh. yeah. Shit. It'll be here before you know it. I'm excited. Mm. I I think I'll, I will jump into it at the beginning, and if it's not for me, I'm getting the fuck out. It's understandable. Because I cannot put in 200 hours into a game that I eventually turn out not liking in the end yeah i mean that doesn't doesn't make too much sense i mean if it doesn't grab you in the beginning i mean who knows mm. we'll see I, I i'm actually just more excited to play the multiplayer i was really digging what i was playing it was tight yeah mm. i think that change to 4v4 could make for a much more tighter and competitive experience still boneheaded in their three-man pve approach absolutely that stuff should be up to four absolutely Mm -hmm. because i want you know i'm excited for what other strikes they have because i mean if they're the quality of the inverted spire i'm fucking count me in i mean with that one there's some good old destiny platforming it's not hard but you mm-hmm. know in the, but the landscape surrounding you is so fucking breathtaking like i just just panned around I actually totally fell behind my teammates because i'm just like this is fucking beautiful but you get to some really intense parts where these like like basically you're trying to take over like a drill site at one point that the cabal's using and mm-hmm there's these like circular fucking saws that are going around they're fucking huge but you're also having to fight your way through it because there's enemies in there and it's like damn this is intense and then you're crossing this gigantic battlefield that looked like a bunch of fucking shit went down there's there's a different enemy type there called the thresher i think which was pretty cool but there's a lot of intense moments in that in that uh strike that i really really enjoyed so awesome yeah yeah what about you what do you what you've been playing oh man i know i said i'd finish valkyria chronicles but there's a mission that really fucked me up but chapter 14 fuck that mission um (laughs) so basically i it's like 
This one of the most frustrating things that I've ever encountered in a video game is a mission in which if you don't know anything about it beforehand, you're going to get fucked. Like, yeah, I've so how this mission worked is that I there like you basically capture this base. It's a really easy base to capture. And then you're ambushed by two tanks pincering you and two squadrons coming in pincering you. And if you haven't moved all your units with the, like I just sent a scout ahead to capture the camp and all my other units were separated back. So I had a tank on one end. I had two tanks, a tank on one end with my scout and then tank on the other end with the whole rest of my squad, my other seven units. So it was a completely unbalanced battle. And like, I, there was just no winning it because they had two heavy tanks who could fire mortars every round and you had to move your it would mark on the map and you had to move your units out of the way there or you were going to get fucking nailed and also on top of that they just pulled in some snipers that were on the cliffs because you're fighting in a valley they're like there's these cliffs snipers just come up and just wreck your units on the first round that they go Mm. it's just a really shitty fucking mission yeah that sounds very difficult like I wonder if the rest of the game's they bait, they bait you into just capturing the base and not giving a shit. Yeah. And then it just fucking turns on you. And th- at that point, I just put the game down because I was getting I that just frustrated the hell out of me. Yeah. And instead of playing one of the other games that I've already had progress on, why, why do I finish games? I just start new ones, right? Oh. <laughs> Would you start now? Salt and Sanctuary. Oh, because it was on sale this week. We'll get to the sale later. Um, so Salt and Sanctuary is basically like a 2D side-scrolling Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. And it is a fucking good game. It is really, really good. Are you playing it on Vita? Um, I started uh, two saves on my PlayStation 4. I'll probably, I'm not sure if you can transfer saves, but when you can, if you can, I'll transfer them over and, um, and play it when I travel. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm playing it on my PlayStation 4. Um, but... Yeah, I'm I'm really in love with it. It's so basically you start out with like there's these different classes you can pick from. Like there's a knight, there's a I want to say there's like a cleric, a hunter, a mage type. It's there's all all different types of characters you can roll and like there's all these different weapons and stuff. But basically it, you have your stamina bar, so you have your attacks, and you have a dodge roll, and if you have a shield, you can block, and if you can substitute your shield with, like, a flintlock pistol or a crossbow, so that's kind of Bloodborne-ish right there. Um, there are all these other weird items and shit that have weird descriptions, like, you know, like the Souls games have. Uh, when you kill enemies, you get salt. And if you take them back to a sanctuary, you can use them to level up or upgrade your weapons if you have a blacksmith. Um, when you level up, you gain like these little, I want to say they're black pearls that you use to like there's this whole skill tree. Like you can choose to increase your strength, willpower, endurance, um, dexterity, wisdom and magic, I think. Um, and like those things lead to different things. Like you can get, you can eventually upgrade to where you can equip like level two heavy armor or level, level two swords or stuff like that. So like there's this whole branching tree that you can specialize in different directions and stuff like that. It's really good. Really, really good. I love, I've beaten two bosses so far and man, 
They're tough. They're tough. Does being 2D make it more difficult? I think, think it makes it less difficult it? because okay. you don't have to worry about like that sweeping attacks going around. All you have to worry about is like vertical and like like yeah. stabbing attacks and then like uh, smashing attacks. Like it's not it's not a big deal. You don't. I know it's not a there isn't really difficult platforming. So the whole 2D thing doesn't really matter in that way. Um, but like combat, I just think is so much easier in 2D when you don't have to worry about them circling around you or surrounding you, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Sounds neat. I, I all I've seen or what I have seen from this game, I really like the art style. Oh yeah, I think the art style is just really cool. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's great. It starts you off with a battle you're not supposed to win. Nice. And I didn't win it. <laughs> there's yeah. a way, there's a way, there's a trophy and a way to beat it. But uh, I didn't really go for that right away. Uh, I'm just getting a feel for the game right now, seeing if it's something I want to commit on. But I like it. Yeah, it's another RPG, Frank. It, it <laughs> on my endless list of RPGs that I uh, I have started and not finished yet. Ah. <sighs> You're a crazy man. I, I never claim to be anything else. <laughs> um, other than that, I'm getting back into Rocket League ranked. I'm climbing my way up through gold. I'm trying to get to platinum right now. And man, some of these boneheaded people playing Rocket League, man. Boneheaded. Two of my teammates occupying the same space just sitting like in the same space like why are you both there mm-hmm. why can't one of you just rotate out to another position and anticipate where the ball might go yeah like please just think at this level of rocket league you should have understood how i just don't understand how some of these kids get here like i'm i'm in the upper tiers of gold and i don't understand how if you're up there right now that you don't understand the mere concept of occupying a different space than your teammate. Mm-hmm. And man, yeah. man, it's why, just frustrating. Uh, why don't you play 1v1? Because I'm not, I'm not great at 1v1s. I'm not good at ball dribbling. Yeah. Because that's all, that's all that one, 1v1s are about. Like, I'm more of like aerials and like setups and stuff like that. Yeah. <sighs> so what, do you... What is it? Three v three that yeah, you do? I'm, I'm doing uh, the solo standard, which is three v threes. Everyone goes in solo and matches up with teams. Hmm. I got you. Mm. Nice. I'm sure, that's frustrating. It is, but I'm figuring out a way to just crawl, just claw my way up the ladder, and I'm I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. I started from the bottom. And now I'm here. Yeah, you're almost there. We're so close. Uh, I'm trying to think. What else did I play? I I did the, do the Splatoon beta, but that's Nintendo. That was that was cool. Splatoon comes out tomorrow. Yeah, I'm excited for Fortnite that comes out tomorrow also. Hmm. But I'll talk more about what I'm anticipating because we'll get we'll get to new games later. Oh man. Yeah. Playing a lot of stuff right now. Playing a lot of stuff. In yeah, addition to on my phone while the internet was out, I was playing Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, <laughs> the mobile game. Yeah. That's cool. 
I feel like I'm playing a lot too, and I'm making like no progress on them. But the games I'm playing, they are sort of lengthy, mm. you know. Mm-mm. But it's a good feeling when you finally knock them off. It's fun. It's, it's more than a feeling. Woo-hoo. Tonight's gonna be your good night. That's not yeah, the song I. Good, no, good. I that's not what. I, I was going for more than <laughs> a. You know what song I was going for too. I I don't know. More than a feeling. Oh yeah. More than a feeling. You know we should have said this in the beginning. This is about to get oh, just transitioned yeah. to a very oh. serious note. But rest in peace, Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park. <sighs> Who hung himself today? So yeah, uh, you know, I don't get what it is though with musicians. They either, especially like rock musicians, I feel like they all overdose on drugs or kill themselves somehow. I just don't get it. Like there's more to life than that, man. Like there's someone out there that can help you. You know. There's a lot of people out there that could probably help you. So, yeah, that that was that was sad. You know, I don't really listen to Lincoln Park anymore. You know, and they have transitioned to be. You know, they've done a lot of weird and different stuff. But man, their early stuff just absolutely influential on a lot of people. You know, they were they were the second band that I ever got into into like rock music and everything. But I mean, those albums sold tens of millions of copies, dude. Mm-hmm. They completely changed the industry well, a lot so mm-hmm. yeah it was very sad news so yeah. at, at this point it's... i would like to share a quote from one of my favorite tv shows sherlock All right. taking your life taking your own life interesting expression taking it from who once it's over it's not you who will miss it your own death is something that happens to everyone else your life is not your own keep your hands off it there you go. It's a pretty good quote. Apparently, this is just a coincidence thing, too, is that Chester, he's apparently, you know, he had struggles with, you know, thoughts of suicide and drugs and alcohol in the past. But he's also was good buddies with Chris Cornell of Soundgarden, who recently killed himself, too. Today is Chris Cornell's birthday, or would have been a weird coincidence it is so, not saying it had anything to do with his death but still that's that's a tragic thing man you know but you know we're at that point where a lot of the bands that we got into or we were exposed to while we were young are now they're all kind of getting up there in age mm-hmm. you know it's going to happen it's going to happen, but the problem is, is that they're not being replaced with other figures just as big. No. But also the music industry is just in a way different spot. That it yeah. is. Seek help Any if you case. need it. Yes. There are plenty of numbers you can call, um, services you can use if you are feeling that way. Yes, definitely. Definitely. That was a very 
uh, hard left turn there. <laughs> it was. And now we got to make another hard one. It's never easy when you're making a video or a or podcast or whatever to transition out of something like that, no matter where it is in the show. Mm. You know, Toy Story was depressing, too. Dude, it was. Yes. But I don't think that part's going to be what's in Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> no. <laughs> I hope not. I hope Kingdom Hearts 3 isn't depressing for everyone's sake. Um, were you paying attention to the D23 announcements? I didn't watch it, but I read up on them. Mm. So at D23, Disney's little event that they throw. Well, it's not a little event. They have freaking LucasArts and freaking. Yeah, it. Disney throws this event every year now, D23, and they announced some things for Kingdom Hearts 3. Notably, they're having a Toy Story world. And the game is allegedly coming out in 2018. Mm. I'll say the Toy Story story world looks really good. Like Yes. I... Mm. Mm-mm. There was a time where we just never thought this games games and animation have caught up to each other they yes. they just have we saw it last year with ratchet and clank and this year we're seeing a trailer of uh of kingdom hearts 3 and it's wow yeah i mean dude every time we see this game though visually it looks fucking amazing Mm-hmm. And I mean, they've always looked good, but man, they're really, really packing. And that's one thing Tetsuya and Amira said is that, you know, they basically skipped an entire generation of consoles. Now they have all this technology that they can really work with to make something like Toy Story and have cool visuals like that. And, you know, I feel Toy Story is fucking perfect for Kingdom Hearts. It's a very cool thing. I think a lot of the worlds so far that we've seen just look phenomenal. And and a lot of them are new, too, which is good because Kingdom Hearts 2 took you to some of the same worlds. But I hope they do have some classics in there, like like Halloween Town or I'm sure like Hollow Bastion is going to be there, too. But Toy Story is just phenomenal, man. I'm excited. Mm. Do... You believe this game is coming out next year? Oh, fuck no. I absolutely... I don't think anybody does. I will shit my pants if it does. I might cry when I hold it in my hand. But I'm, I'm not going to believe it. But what the exciting part about it, though, is that they're at least to a point with the development of this game that they can at least start talking about a possibility of it coming out. Mm. That's the most exciting part to me because I really just thought they would just say like now in development or, you know, more news coming eventually, but who knows? Who knows? Did you see the, um, shoot the, the, uh, Kazurai Twitter account, the fake one. Um, yeah. said yeah. <laughs> they modified it saying Kingdom Hearts 3 coming out in 2018 days. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, that, that was pretty, pretty perfect tweet. Yes. Uh, but, you know, they're showing off a lot of cool stuff. Like, apparently Sora can now have more than three party members now, which can be cool. There might be a second playable character, which could be very cool. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> 
will uh, Donald and Goofy have to introduce that character to? I I don't know. That would be that would be awesome. Uh, and you know they showed off like new keyblades and all kinds of stuff. Like I think they have a making for something very cool. And I'm glad you know the ridiculous Kingdom Hearts story is finally going to get put to rest in hopefully a very good way. I'm very excited for this game. It, you know, I started thinking like, what are my most anticipated games of next year right now out of curiosity? And I shit you not almost every one of them I'm excited for probably will get delayed out of the year. Mm. You know, Kingdom Hearts three, I'm super excited for anthems. Another one I'm super excited for that one's probably going to get delayed. It's like, damn red dead red dead i yeah i'll be you know i could totally see red dead not coming out next year i think i think it will but i could totally see it rockstar just taking their sweet ass time Mm. who knows Mm -hmm. it's exciting very very exciting stuff are you excited for kingdom hearts 3 (laughs) well i hmm i'm not sure i'm not sure because i haven't really played the first two so I'm not mm-hmm. sure if I'll get much out of it. Like, it could be a fun game, but I have a feeling I'll just get lost if I just jump in at Kingdom Hearts 3. Story-wise, you'll probably be lost. But gameplay-wise, like, holy shit, this game looks fucking amazing. Mm. Uh, also, I mean, last thing on this is that Namira has... Basically, he blamed Square Enix management for why this game's taking so fucking long. Mm. He said that about a year into development, uh, Square Upper Management Square Enix made them change the entire game to Unreal Engine 4, so they had to completely redo a lot of stuff. So that put them behind, and then, you know... I'm sure they're also... I'm sure doing things with a visual style like Toy Story and stuff, you know, it doesn't, it uh, probably takes a very long time to do. Uh, But I I found it funny that he outright just said like, yeah, blame those fuckers. It's not my problem. He actually said that it hurts that people are always blaming him for the problems. And, you know, hey, when you're directing Final Fantasy Versus 13 turns into 15 at the time, and that takes forever to come out. And then Kingdom Hearts 3 is taking forever to come out. Final Fantasy 7 Remake will probably take a long time to come out. It's like, well, you know, something's maybe, wrong Maybe it's here something in his, in, his pr- in his process, rather. Yeah. Maybe the problem isn't just, just them. Yeah. And I'm sure he's a perfectionist and he wants to achieve such a great quality and everything because he is a good director. When the games actually come out, they're fucking fantastic. But it's like, damn, they just take a long time to come out. And Japanese side of Square Enix has weird management shit, man. Mm-hmm. They're all the games. And they're apparently very forgiving of games not coming out for a yeah. long time. Yeah. In a way that they aren't forgiving to Western studios. Yeah. But I think I think this game will be a lot bigger than what people think when it comes out. Because hmm. there's a lot of people out there that are very much looking forward to this game. Kingdom Hearts sells well. So. It'll be here in and 2019. Sure it will be a hell of a good time. Yes. But if you want hell right now. 
Doom has reduced its price to $15. Oh, boy. And in addition to that, they have made all their DLC free. Um, that's nine maps, three guns, some other stuff. Um, they've changed some the way the multiplayer progression works now. Um, but yeah, you can, you can play Doom for free on, there's going to have a free trial on PlayStation. I forget the exact date of that. Um, but if you already have Doom, you can go out and play those maps. Uh, there's also, I think there's also new demons that you can turn into in the multiplayer it's just uh i know it sucks for everyone who bought the dlc pass but considering that they're doing this i would not to diminish the value of what what the people who bought it but i have a feeling that not a lot of people did yeah i think that's i don't think they would make this free if a lot of people were still playing this content and i don't think people were and when most people talked about doom last year they talked about the single player not the multiplayer i mean we enjoyed the multiplayer Mm -hmm. but that's not what people bought doom for for the most part so they and then charging 40 dollars for the season pass 15 bucks a pop for these map packs i mean that was just ridiculous too you know I, i feel bad for anybody who bought it to be mm. completely honest with you. I mean, that's just fucking ridiculous to charge that much money and then make it free. That sucks. I feel like they should at least get something. I don't know. But, you know, I I could be down for Doom. It's been a long time. Yeah. And, you know, new demons, new maps, new progression. Sure. Why not? It's pretty cool. Oh, baby. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm itching for some shooting. I've been playing a little bit of Battlefield 1 here and there. I didn't mention it earlier, but I have been playing some BF1. Yeah. That's some good shit. Mm, it is. Um, but, yeah. I'm sure those that multiplayer community was not very large for Doom. But, seriously, $15 is worth it just to play the single player. Actually, you know, fucking $60 was worth it to play the single player to mm-hmm. me. But yeah. fifteen dollars is a fucking steal. This is one of the best games of the generation. Yeah, you it is absolutely get it. It is the pinnacle of campaign shooters. Yeah. How long? God, I hope we get a sequel to this game. I'm sure we will. I just hope it doesn't. Take I mean, the a way it left off, time, absolutely. Though. There's gonna, there has yeah. to be a sequel. Yeah. Like uh, hell I, on earth. Come on. I hope it only takes them, you know, three or four years to make the sequel to this game because ah, it was so good. Yeah, I could see a Doom in 2019. Yeah. Oh, boy. From Doom to Doom Fist. Mm. Doom Fist coming out next week in Overwatch. I believe next Thursday or Friday. It's the 27th. And man. Are you yeah. ready to play Doomfist in Overwatch, man? We haven't played Overwatch in a while. Yeah. It's not together. Yeah, I'm excited. I will absolutely be jumping in for Doomfist because he sounds pretty damn cool to me. Mm. I, I really, really want to want to play Doomfist badly, and I have a feeling everyone's just going to... Because that's what happens when you get a new character. Everyone just jumps on it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
I, I feel like Doomfist will probably be more popular when he launches than any of the other three characters. Mm-hmm. I, th- I, I just feel like there was a lot of anticipation for Doomfist. Yeah, like it, I, there was a lot of buzz surrounding Doomfist, as there wasn't so much for the other characters they released. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Very soon, you will be playing Doomfist. You will be playing Doomfist. Oh man! All right, all right, all right, all right. Telltale. Now we have Ooh. some things from them. Some things we didn't expect. In, they've announced Batman, The Enemy Within, Walking yes. Dead's final season. And out of nowhere, The Wolf Among Us 2. Whoa! Oh, baby, I'm ready for some more Bigby. I am too. And I find I found this so funny when that was announced because all these reports were going around that The Wolf Among Us wouldn't be continued anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And then they announced <laughs> the sequel, you know, or the next season, the pretty much the next day. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, everybody was fucking wrong. And Telltale is totally fooling everybody. Mm. It's like they got they got that question in like right before they were about to announce it. They were like, fuck you. We're not talking about it yet. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the problem, Frank. Yeah. Telltale, you know, some of their shit really bothers me. Mm-hmm. But all three of these franchises are really awesome. And I totally have enjoyed what they have done with all of them. Mm. So now I'm like, fuck. You know, guess got to just dig down and keep going with them. They're not going to fix their shit anytime soon. You know? Mm. Yeah, I, I really sucks, wish that they'd fix their engine. Yeah, I wish they could just, you know, they have they probably have so many people working with them. I mean, this is seriously, I mean, they have five. Yeah, five uh, different franchises uh, announced. Two of them about to be three very, very soon actively going. I mean, that's fucking crazy. They have. These three that we're talking about now, they have Minecraft Story Mode Season 2, and they have Guardians of the Galaxy, which is only, you know, the next episode's going to be its third. So it's like, damn, they apparently have a Game of Thrones Season 2 in development. It's like, holy fuck, just slow down a little bit. You know, why don't you just take one of those off, you know, get all those people working on a new engine or, you know, just hire other people to secretly just go off and do it. And then eventually just slowly start to transition all your games into, it. I know it'll take time. It'll take money, but I think I would imagine the payoff would be different. I'm sure it's a lot harder than what I'm talking about, but I'm sure a lot of people would appreciate it, mm-hmm. you know? I really enjoyed what they did with Batman last year. I thought it was cool. And I, you know, it didn't take too long for the whole season to come out and, you know, them announcing the final season of the walking dead's cool. They said, you'll be playing as Clementine, the whole thing. Um, and at least they're ending that, you know, they're not, it's not going to just fizzle out or anything. I think there'll be excitement around it. And then, I mean, the wolf among us two might, be my favorite thing that telltale has done and i'm sure it's you know a lot of people's favorite thing that telltale's done uh in 
you know, most people were always like, I'm just kind of tired of Telltale Games. But if they made a Wolf Among Us 2, I would jump back in for it. And, you know, that's that's what they're doing. I'm, I'm excited because they really left the Wolf Among Us off on a huge cliffhanger. And I, I love the world that they set up there and the atmosphere that all those episodes had. And like you said, I'm ready for more Bigby. Oh, yeah. I But uh, Batman kicks off with the episode The Enigma, August 8th. So that's pretty damn soon. Oh, yeah, that shit. That, that is a quick turnaround, huh? Yeah, very quick. So, you excited for any of these? Wolf Wolf Among Among, Us, the Wolf Among Us is the only one I'm really excited for out of this group. Um, what this announcement tells me in my clairvoyance is that Tales from the Borderlands Season 2, Spring of 2019, leading throughout the year until the release of Borderlands 3 in, 20, in fall of 2019. That would be cool. And all those reports that were going around, Tales from the Borderlands was on that list of, like, not being continued anytime soon. But I think having, if Gearbox could partner with Telltale to get another season out leading into Borderlands 3, that could create some pretty cool excitement and hype for Borderlands 3 and set it up cool if it's connecting to it. Mm -hmm. I would be fucking down for that, man. That would be awesome. Oh, yeah. Because I like the world that they set up post Borderlands 2 with Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah, and they there's a lot stuff. of a lot of possibilities. Yeah. Discovering uh vaults aren't just on Pandora. Yeah. Exactly. And those characters were cool too. Oh yeah. I I'd, I lo- I'd really love to play Fiona in the next Borderlands. Yeah. Like I hope that they somehow factor those characters into Borderlands 3 in some way. Especially um fuck. What's his name? I mean, Reyes was pretty cool, but uh, what's the little robot dude? God. Gordis? Gordis. Gordis was cool. I liked Gordis mm. a lot. Yeah. I'm... Whew. Hopefully, I'm right. I th- yeah. I have a good feeling about that prediction. It's, but if I'm it's wrong... not a bad prediction. Oh, uh, yeah. I... It, Hmm. And if you're wrong, I'll honestly be sad because I think that's a great idea. I mean, if I were running things, that's how I that's how I do it. (laughs) (laughs) But then again, I'm not a businessman. Nope. And Bioware is a business. Oh, and Casey Hudson is returning to that business. As the general manager. Yeah, the, he was uh, Casey Hudson. Of course, was uh, the the guy behind uh, the mass the original Mass Effect trilogy. Um, so now he's going to take over for uh, Aaron Flynn, take over that Anthem project. It's going to be it's going to be uh, interesting what he brings to it. Yeah, this is a pretty pretty good. Uh thing for Bioware mm-hmm. I, I'd say uh, Casey Hudson coming back to the company is is good because Casey Hudson has been with Bioware was with Bioware for a long time he led some incredible games especially the Mass Effect games and him coming back you know could really hopefully turn things around for the studio not that 
not that it, it was in like a dire situation, but I, you know, Mass Effect Andromeda definitely was not to the quality that it needed to be. It definitely, you know, from that report from not too long ago was not managed properly. You know, I feel like Casey can get into some good stuff with that. Uh, I mean, it sucks to see Aaron, Aaron Flynn leave. He's a he's a cool guy as well. Casey Hudson's the man. I'm pretty sure he got tired of HoloLens yeah. over Microsoft. It was like, yeah, nothing's happening with this fucking thing anytime soon. I'm, I'm just, I'm out, man. And the great door opened. Oh man. Do you think Aaron Flynn would be stepping down if Casey Hudson was not returning? I don't think so. I think he'd stay, but uh, just this situation yeah. is like. Casey Hudson wants to come back. He just you just kind of get got to get out of his way because he has a legacy there. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Flynn said he's been thinking about this for a long time, like changing some shit up in his career and stuff. But I'm sure when they talked to Casey Hudson, he was willing to come back. Then he was like, yeah, this is a very conveniently convenient way to go too. like, yeah, just letting letting the old regime come back. While you go find yes. find what you want to do next, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for what Bioware. You know, I'm obviously super excited for Anthem, but I'm excited to see what else they'll do if they'll return to, you know, a little bit more of what they were. You know, not that they totally lost. I mean, Dragon Age Inquisition won Game of the Year awards, but I will say it also. You know, I love the game, but it also won Game of the Year awards during a very weak year. Mm-hmm. In games, you know, I'm pretty sure any other year it definitely wouldn't wouldn't be winning game of the year. Oh man, are you excited to play an unreleased crash level? Sure. Apparently, this level was too hard, and they cut it out. Oh boy! But Stormy Ascent is coming out as DLC free until I want to say August twenty eighth. Um, I think that's right. Oh, August 19th. It's free until August 19th. Um, basically, this is an unreleased level that they just touched up, did the whole remaster thing for, and they're releasing now. Um, says it's a couple notable things. It's about four times bigger than any other level in the original game. Wow. Um... And it's really difficult. I looked at a video of it, and I don't know, man. I'm not sure if I can do it. If is it for the first game? Yeah, I it's guess. for the first game. Oh boy! And well, they then, they yeah. did address that earlier <laughs> too. That they did fuck with the first game a little bit, and it is actually yeah. harder. Yeah, they fucked with like crashes, physics, and all kinds of stuff. I kind of noticed that a little bit. I'm like, this just feels a little bit different, but. Mm-hmm. You know, fuck it. I mean, I'll download this. I'll probably give it a shot. But I mean, this looks very fucking hard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just looking at this trailer and, you know, adding difficulty to an already hard game. I'm sure a lot of people will be excited about that. You know, someone's going to be excited about it. (laughs) Yeah, it's cool, though, that, you know, Vicarious Visions did a really good job with this trilogy. And it's cool that they're taking stuff that was never released in any of the crash games and putting it in there. You know, I just think this is a cool little cool nugget thing. that they dug out. Like, yeah, 
the, this unre- unreleased level. Like, it's yeah. obviously Naughty Dog made this thing and decided not to release it. But Vicarious Visions is uh they have they have the the wherewithal to release this. Yes. And we'll see if anyone beats it. <laughs> I'm sure someone's going to be pretty damn quick. Uh, I don't know if I will, though. Mm. Oh, boy. Talking about quick, I'm going to actually switch the order up here. Flash sale. There's a flash sale oh. happening right now. Got to go get these games quick. This sale ends on Monday. A lot of cool games here. I brought up this article because it highlighted some of the stuff that we so we don't have to go through a list. Um, so there's Batman Arkham Knight for 10 bucks. Wow, that's great. The Return to Arkham thing for 16. The first three Jackbox party packs for $10 each. Wow. Tomb Raider 20 year celebration for $20. You want to get us some of these other ones here? Uh, yeah, you got Crypt of the Necrodancer for 450 which is crossed by with Vita. Dragon Age Inquisition Deluxe Edition, $10. That's a great price for that. Grim Fandango Remastered, which is crossed by with Vita for 3 bucks. Larry Harry, Le- Larry, Lego Harry Potter collection for 750 Oh, God, what if, they made a, what if they made a Lego Larry the Cable guy? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I want that. <laughs> That might not be a good thing. <laughs> uh, Mass Effect Andromeda is $30. It's a pretty damn good price for that game. Mirror's Edge Catalyst, $10. Psychonauts, 4 bucks. The Order, 1886 for 5 bucks. Terraria for $4. And Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom, 3 for $15. Those are good prices, dude. Mm. Yeah, it's a good flash sale. Get some cheap games. Yeah. Um, yeah. Get to stick a truth on PS3 for eight dollars. Oh, God. which you know you can get stick a truth on PS4 if you pre-order South Park, fractured but whole. But I don't think you can buy it standalone. Oh, that's that's very a very weird. strange thing. Yeah, maybe it'll come out standalone once uh, it's out once fractured yeah. but whole's out. I, I hope so. I just you know why wouldn't you do that ahead of time? You know what I mean? Get people mm-hmm. excited for. For South Park hasn't played before. Maybe they'll pick the new one up when it comes out. Oh. Weird mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. If you don't catch the flash sale, there's a sale happening over the course of four weeks. This is week one of the totally digital sale. Um, a huge list of games here. Mostly just. I think all of these are just digital games. I'm not sure if any of these have uh, retail releases, but uh, there, there's there's some really good stuff in here. Um, I bought. Uh, I'm just going to go over the ones that I bought real quick. I bought Salt and Sanctuary. I also bought Inside. So I think for a little Ooh. bit of homework for next week, I can play Inside, and then you can play Limbo. Yeah, I mean, I can been, try to play been, it. We've been meaning to do that. It's not a very yeah. long game. Yeah. We can we can uh, give that a shot. Fuck it. We can give ourselves some homework there. But yeah, I bought those two games. Um, on the we'll just go down this list. To give some shout outs real quick. Uh, Banner Saga One. We're reading the PlayStation Plus sale prices. Um, Banner Saga One you can get for ten bucks. 
Um, Cosmic Star Heroine, I highly recommend that. A 14-hour JRPG uh, for seven fifty. Dark Dungeon for ten bucks. Right on. Um, Goosebumps the game for five twenty. I did not know there was a Goosebumps the game. <laughs> I didn't know either. You can get Inside for ten bucks, or get the Inside and Limbo bump bundle for fifteen dollars. See here. Uh, the recently, wow, the recently released NBA Playgrounds. You get for twelve bucks. Boom. Oh, get Race the Sun for two dollars. Oh, that's a great game, man. For two dollars, right on. Uh, Salt and Sanctuary I mentioned earlier for nine bucks. Yeah. Uh, Snake Pass for ten dollars. Soma six dollars. Those are two highly regarded small games there. Very different from each other there, but uh, the Escapist. There's a whole bunch of bundles for the escapist. So you can get uh, the escapist plus the escapist walking dead for 750. You can get his DLC bundle for 250, Supermax edition for 624, or the walking dead edition for five dollars. Uh, just highlighting that one because apparently there's a sequel coming out in the near future. Hmm. You can Boom. get the witness for sixteen dollars. Ooh, wow! The Talos principle for eighteen bucks. That's it got good reviews came out for mm. portal like game on Vita you can get guacamelee for 374 oh well, that's a great game that's a game I always want to go back to I just never actually get around to it I didn't play it enough when it was free for PlayStation Plus mm-hmm. yeah all right yeah that's that's uh there's more games on this list than we mentioned but if you want to go check that out it is called the totally digital sale you can find that on the playstation network i find it interesting though that in the graphic at the top of this page on the playstation blog they have pyre yes i was but pyre's not on this list yeah pyre actually releases next week yeah. So I wonder if it'll be on next week's sale, which sucks for anyone who pre-ordered it. Unless yeah. you got a discount for pre-ordering it. I didn't check when I pre-ordered. Um, so, yeah, we do have new games this week. We'll, we'll shout them out for you at this time. This is the part of the show where we read the list and descriptions of games. And, man... Have we got... We have we got some titles for you, Tyler. You want to give it, get us this first one? Yeah. 99 Vitas. Spelled V-I-D-A-S. On PS4, PS3, Vita, digital, cross-buy. 99 Vitas is a brawler set in a contemporary world that pays tribute to both classic and new games in the industry. Brought to you in 16-bit pixelated glory, chock full of references to not only gaming, but also 80s and 90s pop culture. That title should be illegal. <laughs> it really should. Um, next up, we have a PSVR game called Archangel. Step into the cockpit of a six-story mech and feel its might at your command. You are the tip of the spear in the United States Free Forces War against overwhelming mechanized forces of Humanix, a a tyrannical corporation that rules a post-apocalyptic America. The United States Free Forces. 
Children of Zodiacs on PS4. Digital, a story-driven tactical RPG set in the fantasy realm of Loomis, a world divided by affluence and poverty. Take control of Nami and her fellow outcast, utilizing a brand new deck of dice-based... yeah, utilizing a brand new deck in dice based combat system to strike a blow to the noble lords and ladies, unquenchable, unquenchable thirst for profit. Blech. Having trouble with words there. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah, oh I, I actually goodness. looked at a trailer for that game and it looks pretty cool. Um, let's uh, look at Congo Conga Master. PS4 digital. The dance floor fills. The line gets longer. Come on down. It's time to conga. <laughs> Shake your virtual hips to the ridiculously fun arcade action of Conga Master as everyone fights to make the longest conga line possible. No rhythm required. Anyone can conga. I like art for this. Looks goofy. I like this little round pig with a hat. Makes me happy. It reminds me of a human. Yeah. Next up, Spawn Legions, Flames of Rebellion. Oh, my goodness. I accidentally clicked on the game. All right. Oh, goodness. On Vita Digital. It's also out on PS4 Digital. They put two separate listings here. Oh, yeah. Does it have the same? Same description. All right. Yeah. And on PS4, it's Fallen Legion, Sins of an Empire. Fallen Legion, Flames of Rebellion is an intense action RPG where every battle is a heart-pounding fight and each gut-wrenching choice impacts the realm. So apparently, like, uh, this game works in a way where, like, the PS4 version has one side of the story and the Vita version has another side of a story. Of the story. Uh, so that's why they're separate titles. It's interesting. So it's almost like a Fire Emblem Fate sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's an interesting uh, idea. Next up is Orcs Must Die Unchained on PlayStation 4 digitally. Slice them, burn them, skewer them, and launch them. No matter how you get it done, Orcs Must Die in this team-based fantasy tower defense game from Robot Entertainment. Boom. Robot Riot Hyper Edition on PS4. Bigger than a nanite, smaller than a trash can, feistier than a vengeful princess. Jump, puzzle, and shoot through spaceships and their systems as as a vanguard robot slug. Raid vessels for your galactic debt collecting masters in pristine 16-bit pixel perfection in this classically inspired 2D platformer. Oh, that last line there, that means you ain't playing it. Eh, yeah, I mean, you know, I've I've finished some fucking platformers this year, and they're actually very difficult platformers. Okay, but I'm not going to say that it wasn't hard for me to do, and that it would probably give anybody a fucking headache watching me. But you know what? I did it. All right, I believe you. Did it, I believe man. you. Next up is super hot. Also, Super Ooh. Hot VR. 
So Dude. super hot is the FPS where time moves only when you move. No regenerating health bars, no conveniently placed ammo drops. It's just you, outnumbered and outgunned, grabbing weapons of fallen enemies to shoot, slice, and maneuver through a hurricane of slow motion bullets. And there's a VR description, but it's basically the same game just in VR. Yo, I might check this out. I've always wanted to get around to this on Xbox, but never did. It's like one of the games last year that I really want to check out. Just never got around to it. But this game looks fucking fun, man. I'm glad it's coming to PlayStation. Mm. It's good. Next up is Yonder, the Cloud Catcher Chronicles on PS4 Digital. This is the last game. Uh, Jamia maintains the appearance of a paradise, yet an evil merc has enshrouded the land and its people in despair. As the hero of Yonder, you ex- you will explore Jamia and uncover the island's secrets and mysteries within yourself. Mm. All right. That's, that's a game over Yonder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep, there's nothing that interests me down here in the music or video. Got a new Coldplay EP, the movie The Circles Out, which fucking bombed. I don't know the other two movies. Ballers comes back for the H on HBO. Mm. All right. The Rock. I like The Rock. Me too. Oh man. That's been a show. We did it. 71. We did it. We're 71, baby. We're marching on into territory where I never thought we'd get to. Nope. Oh, boy. It's almost... It's almost Gamescom. And then it's almost PSX. <laughs> and it's almost the end of the year at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. And, man, Pyre coming out. What are you looking forward to playing? Like, in the immediate future. Well, I would say the most anticipated game for the rest of the year for me is Destiny 2 at this point. Just because I'm very curious to really dive into it and see what else it is. Like, is this worthy of a new game and a fresh start or is it just a could have been a nice giant expansion for destiny one you know like what what is it but i'm I'm excited to dive into that just get those destiny feels have some good times there um coming up though i mean it's not too far away but i'm really looking forward to uncharted the lost legacy the closer we get to it you know that that excites me um also, I'm actually pretty pretty damn stoked for both Assassin's Creed Origins and Wolfenstein, too. I mean, those two games look phenomenal to me. Uh, and then I'm curious how Call of Duty World War II and Star Wars Battlefront 2 turn out for sure. But I'd say out of my top three, it's definitely probably Destiny 2, Assassin's Creed Origins, and Wolfenstein 2 for the rest of the fall. I'm very excited for all those games. What about you? So tomorrow, I think Fortnite does come out tomorrow. Even though it's it either tomorrow listed. or the twenty fifth. I don't know. I'm gonna look that up real quick. But uh, Fortnite's coming up soon, and I'm also excited to play Pyre. 
Empire mm-hmm. is like I just enjoy everything Super Giant does and oh so Fortnite is coming out the 25th hmm Okay, so why I said tomorrow is because they were starting. I was trying to get myself an early access code. That's why. So if I get one, I'll be playing it. But uh, man, Pyre. That's it's a sports game. (laughs) Yeah. Just it's totally different from what what they did, but also kind of the same. Like in the way that, like artistically it looks very similar to the other games that they make like the perspective looks very similar um i suspect it'll move and feel similar to the other games yeah but just different objectives now i and i'm i'm ashamed to say this i've never played a super giant game i haven't played bastion or transistor what the hell i know I think I might have Transistor through PlayStation Plus. Wasn't that a PlayStation Plus game at one point? It, it might have been. been, but I, I know I own check it. That. Um, Bastion is the easier one to get into. Um, Transistor has a lot of different stuff to it. I feel like if you play Bastion first, it'll be easier to get into Transistor. Mm. I got you. Oh, man. But yeah, uh, this falls these the falls games. I'm I'm, goddamn! I can't talk. Falls um, games. Falls games. Uh, I like I like the look of Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein's probably my number one anticipated game. I'm also <sighs> Call of Duty World War Two is probably right behind that, and then I'll regrettably say Destiny Two is anticipated, but I'm also morbidly curious about that one. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's going to be a thing, man. Uh, I'm very intrigued by it. Mm. Um, there's just there's a lot of good stuff, but I feel like the games I mentioned are the ones that I'm like really, really looking forward to. I mean, there's other games that I might dive into if they turn out to be good or maybe I just kind of wait until early next year to play them or something. You know, South Park Fracture, but whole could be very cool. I like Stick of Truth, so. Uh, oh, yeah, Middle Earth Shadow of War. Oh, God. I forget about fuck. that. That's one I'll probably definitely dive into when it comes out. But then, you know, there's other things, unfortunately, not on PlayStation. Like, Cuphead looks pretty damn awesome. Uh, and then Super Mario Odyssey. And then, for Holy me, fuck. fucking Divinity Original Sin 2 on PC. Mm-hmm. Splatoon coming out tomorrow. I'm yep. going to be... It's still still going to be a pretty damn rocking second half of 2017. Yeah. But what's what's been the highlight of 2017 for you so far? So far. I, so it's it's a tie. Persona 5 and Horizon Zero Dawn. Like those two games are above and beyond anything else I've played. And I'm actually doing a little bit of cosplay this year at uh, PSX. Mm. Doing some cosplay. Well, it's not really cosplay. I, I I have a costume that I've been assembling. I wouldn't call myself a cosplayer. I'm not going to elevate myself to their skill level of making cool shit. But I'm going <laughs> as a member, as a student of Shujin Academy, which, which is where the main character goes. And I'm creating my own, like, my origin, my OC, my original character, 
of what I'd be in the in the freaking metaverse. Mm. It's gonna be okay. it's gonna be good. Yeah. You've seen the mask. I have. It's a good mask. It'll be good. Yeah. Um, I'd say for me, the highlight of the year is the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, that game's just masterful in every fucking way. And the more I play it, the more I just kind of wish most open world games were was like this. And I think a lot of open world games will look at Breath of the Wild for a lot of things. I mean, it's a fucking incredible game. Uh, and there's so many times that I'm just completely blown away. Um, oh, my God. I just thought of an awesome thing. What? what if they mashed up Zelda Breath of the Wild with Player Unknown's Battlegrounds? <laughs> Where everyone drops in to an island with Zelda mechanics. Oh, boy. Weapons. You can climb but, anywhere you yeah. want. Both and arrows. Mm. Yeah. And short swords cool. and shields. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot shoot an arrow all the way across the map. Why not? That could be fun. Um but the other game that really, really has impressed me this year is Horizon Zero Dawn. I mean, Horizon's fucking great, man. I really do think most people would be talking about Horizon as their favorite game of the year if it isn't for Zelda. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Persona's right in that conversation. And I think another game that will be up there, if we can get out early enough this year, is honestly probably going to be Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, that game's being talked about just as much as any of these other games. So, uh, I got, a, I got a cool chicken scene. dinner. Did you? Yeah, I did. I was nice. playing uh, with a popular Twitch streamer, Alfredo Plays. Um, yeah, I, I was squatting up with him, and we got a we got a chicken dinner together. Mm, that's tasted cool. good. I'm so I'm just very excited to play that game at some point in the future. Uh, I, I will say, you know, another game that's just been really sticking with me the more I think about it's Prey. I fucking loved my time in Prey, mm-hmm. and the more I think about it, the more I'm like, that game was just fucking awesome. And too many people are sleeping on Prey. I and it fucking sucks. I beat that game way too quickly. I need yeah, to go back. See, see that that's a that's a thing. I kind of just took my time with the game, and I just ah, I love it. Talos One is such a fucking freaky and weird place that I kind of don't want to go back to, but I do at the same time because it's just so damn good. Um, those are probably the three like big highlights of the year for me. But I need I need to play some some smaller stuff. I need to play near. I know. Near. Well, I know. Certainly, I know a game some, I need to play. Some of my f- favorite people that I listen to on podcasts myself, they like near, and they talk yeah. about it. I yeah. need to know what they're talking about. I mean, two other games that are big highlights for me and I have to say that if I was making a top five games of the year so far these two would probably round it out and that's uh, Next Machina Next Machina is just pure fucking fun absolutely incredible I need to play that a lot more and then uh, Resident Evil 7 Resident Evil 7 is a lot of fun I think it you know it loses its spookiness at, towards the end but still the journey is is incredible mm-hmm. it's a really really tight fucking single player game I I like it a lot 
Mass Effect Andromeda though still makes me sad. It does. It. I, I so, so badly want to put it up there, but I just I can't. There was so much potential in that game that they just. Mm. There are pieces yeah. there that I really really like. It just yeah. didn't come together the way it needed to. Yeah, our buddy Sam has beaten that game twice, and he said the second time all he did was loyalty missions and single player content, and he loved it. Because mm. he basically treated it like an old Mass Effect game and didn't do the other shit, but he said he was very underleveled a lot of times. It was a little difficult, but, you know, basically he's he was just playing the good stuff that most people pointed to and enjoyed. So... I yeah. really wish that didn't. I w- I want that single player DLC. It I sucks know. that it's not going to happen, and it sucks that we're not going to get another Mass Effect for a while, and we're going to have to see what this Anthem thing is about. Yes. Oh, that Anthem thing seems like it might be a pretty good thing, at least yeah. from what we've seen so Absolutely. far. Oh man! Hell yeah! It's been a hell of a year for games. It's going to keep on trucking, man. It's going to keep on trucking. That was our show for the week. Remember, you can contact us at our email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at PSReportPodcast. We'd like your questions, comments, and or concerns, bitches, gripes, but those you can generally keep to yourself. Um, If you want to find me, you can find me at the Arctic Sloth at me, bro. Just the Arctic Sloth. You can at me, bro. <laughs> you can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. They do YouTube shows every week, do some reviews. You should check it out on youtube.com slash Plugged On Vids. Is that how YouTube URLs work? Yeah, I think that's the. The channel's URL. It's either plugged on or plugged on vids. Mm-hmm. Try both. Or just to search plugged on in the search bar. That's probably the easiest way, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see you next week with episode 72. Until then, play your games, have fun, be good to each other. And we'll see you in a week's time. <laughs>